lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show. Live and on demand right here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. My name is Steve Dace. His name is Todd and His name is Aaron McIntyre. You have your own name. Perhaps one day we will learn it because you have contacted us via the stevedace.com inbox, which you can email at steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe Parlor and Gab. Follow us on Twitter and get her at Steve Dace Show. Should I be a little offended or concerned that after coming to me almost six months ago now, and asking me to test drive the beta version of Truth Social. They now will not respond to me about verifying my uh, my account over there when that thing launches at the end of the month. You think that's a warning sign? Are we are we going to get to the point now where if if you dare have a contrary opinion ever against Trump, you get banned at Truth Social? Is that going to be the the censorship over there now? Maybe. So is your prediction being altered right now in real time about Truth Social's impact? No, on the, no, because you know? I mean I'm blacklisted at Fox News too. We'll just be without one. I mean that's that would actually fulfill it. <laughs> all right, I'll just be that. That my prediction for those of you that don't know is that we'll eventually all get banned from Facebook and Twitter because Trump's social media platform will be ginormous. It'll be the Fox News of alternative uh, social media platforms, and they'll figure, hey, you've got your own. You know, big mainstream thing now. We don't have to pretend to entertain uh, you guys nuking our narratives any longer. We like our own little self-pleasuring circle here uh, in Silicon Valley. So enjoy, uh, you know, your Fox News of social media. That's what I think will eventually happen. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's what I think will eventually happen. And actually, me not being included in that either would perfectly fit along the lines of that prediction. Because that's pretty much... Me and being blacklisted at Fox News, right? So it's already CPAC. Did, <laughs> you're going to get a message tomorrow nice. from Matt Schlapp saying which pronouns you're supposed to use? Yeah, nice. Very nice. Uh, you can also get clips of the show that you can watch free of censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace show. You can also, if you are thinking right now, hey, I am going to do that financing before they raise those interest rates here in March that they have been threatening us with. So whether it's your auto loan, home loan, business loan, before you do that, make sure you've got all the information that you need and you should have because it is your information and you'll get it from our friends over at ScoreMaster. I used this service last fall to help uh, get myself in a position to get an obscenely low more interest rate when we refinanced our home uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, so I know how it works, and I would recommend you give it a shot as well. It takes your information that the banks and the lenders have on you. Right Nowadays, they'll like share your score, but what ScoreMaster does is show you why you have the credit score you have, and then they go next level by showing you how to get to the score that you want. All right. And sometimes you can raise your score 60 points in three weeks or so just by knowing that information. So head over there right now. Takes just a few minutes to see if it's right for you at scoremaster.com slash Steve. Again, that is scoremaster.com slash Steve. All right. Coming up on the show today, the weekly profit of woe and lamentation uh, by seller hold begins at the bottom of this hour. You know, uh, typical Wednesday fair, which means we also begin as we always do with Aaron's rundown of what happened 
while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by the very serious people of the United States. Usually on the montage, I try to fill up this space with as many stories as I possibly can, told as succinctly as I possibly can, broken up with quips, movie clips, and learning foreign languages. Not so today, though. Here are seven things that happened in the last 24 hours brought to you with no or very little context. Let me ask you. Um does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. I'm sure you're aware that the Russian propaganda groups are already putting out there all kinds of information about how they've uncovered a plot by the Ukrainians to release biological weapons in the country and with NATO's coordination. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or, uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100 percent it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator. The three congressmen you have here, two of them look like they could they really could and did play ball, and the other one looks like he could bomb you. It's like January 6th stuff that is like so over at this point. It's so over. The left's overreaction, the left's reaction to it in some places was so over the top. It was like me and two other colleagues who were there who were outside. And we were just having fun. Dude, come on, buddy. You were not in any danger. Matthew Rosenberg is a Pulitzer Prize-winning national security correspondent for The New York Times. In multiple meetings with one of our undercover journalists, Rosenberg reveals a lot about the inner workings and inner turmoil at The Times. For starters, he doesn't hesitate to undermine his own paper's coverage of the events that took place in our nation's capital on January 6, 2021, and chides corporate media's reaction, or in his own words, overreaction. Like, I, like, you could tell how much fun we had on January 6th. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Are you allowed to have that much fun on January 6th? I, Aren't you supposed I, to be mourning? I know, I know. So, so if you're traumatized. <laughs> but, like, all those colleagues who are in the building, like, oh, my God, this is so scary. I'm like, oh, is that like, really the vibe from them? I'm like, come yeah. on. Like, it's not the kind of place I can sit, tell someone to man up, but I kind of want to feel like, dude, come on. Like, you were not in any danger. You want to go up? <laughs> Can't do much right now. Russia's responsible. The Navy announced yesterday they're unable to deploy a destroyer because the commanding officer of said destroyer has refused to take his COVID jab. This is an organizer of a so-called sexy summer camp for grade schoolers in rural Kentucky who identifies as a witch. Get down with yourself, explore your own body. Masturbation is really healthy and I recommend it to people of all ages. All ages. As soon as my nephews could talk, they were doing that. That's what they were doing. Kids touch themselves. Kids start to ask questions and we teach them the language for their bodies, right? That's your nose, touch your nose, show Aunt T, you can touch your nose. But my sister's not saying that when they're tugging at their penis, right? But it feels good, right? We have to learn ways to talk to young people about this so that they know how to explore their body consensually so that it's not in public, right? We don't want people exploring their bodies in public. That's not consensual. But exploring your body at any age 
grandmas, grandpas, all of us. Luke Skywalker, in an attempt to own Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, tweets gay, 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 And that's what happened while we were away. I think that montage might give me an anxiety attack. I'm dead serious watching it. Um, Aaron's montage is brought to you. Is, is brought to you. We try uh, English. You know what I could use right now? A nice soothing glass of wine after watching that. Uh, and. Our friends at Bonner Private Wine, that's what they do with some of the best Malbec grapes grown on this planet deep in the Andes Mountains by families that have been at this now for a couple of centuries. And the wine is so good, Todd likes it. I, in fact, a lot. I, I'm not sure I can give it a better endorsement than that. You, you like it a lot. Very much. Very much. All right. In fact, all three of us like it. All three of us have tried different uh, iterations of uh, these outstanding red wines. If you want to try them right now, uh, you don't need a promo code. You just need to go to Bonner Private Wines, plural, bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. You'll get half off the wine and half off the shipping. Both of those savings for you today at bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. So I, I knew we were in trouble when Aaron did not provide an itemization of the montage. Okay. So for those of you that kind of wonder how the show works here, every now and then I will make a suggestion to Aaron, can we include this in the montage? But I would just say Todd, 80, 90% of the time, he's totally on his own on what he decides to include yeah. and how he decides to include it. We, were, we will be given a few minutes before we go on the air, kind of a rundown, but it's very generic and doesn't include any of the commentary or, or, or spin that he himself will put on it. Right. It's basically just a list of topics that will be addressed, yes. which is why you often see us overreact to it along with you when it airs first thing on the show, because we are watching it with you for the very first time. Uh, I mean, we are experiencing it alongside you. Other than knowing the topics, we don't know anything else. And that doesn't really tell us much because we're constantly doing show research and, you know, trying to keep us informed as we can all the time. That never really ends with a job like this. So it's, it's rare that news stories will be included in errands. It does happen, but it's rare that there are things that we just not heard of or anything at all, right? right. So that's why you still get a real visceral reaction because even though we know what the topics are, we've already heard something usually about all those topics. Yes. What we haven't heard is what he thinks or how he's going to present it. When we came in this morning, though, and there was no rundown, I, I just had a feeling that maybe, Aaron, you were where I was at. And I had a moment this morning when I saw that Project Veritas video. Yeah. And then I saw that it came out 12 hours ago. And I realized this is the first time hearing about this. Why? Because that came out in the last 12 hours. This came out in the last 12 hours. That came out in the last 12 hours. Um, I, I learned last night that our, our colleague here, Sarah Gonzalez, got 
<clears throat> assaulted at a Beto O'Rourke rally that she was attempting to film. Um, and uh, and apparently that story actually happened over the weekend, so it was already a couple of days old. It 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 takes a lot. It it's hard to get the drop on me from an information standpoint, and the reason why is just the way God made me. I I am able to consume mass amounts of information and process it very very fast, um, and that's my gift. You know, my my gift is not. Uh, artistry. Uh, my gift certainly is not mechanics. Okay. Um, I mean, this is my gift. This is, and it's, and it's unique for this job. If you ever wanted to do this job, you have to be quick on your feet, right? You have to keep the conversation going and often with yourself or just a couple of other people that you're involved with callers or people inside your studio. And so you're, you're the opposite of FM radio or now, um, you know, something digital where somebody plays the music and then just talks a couple times in between songs, but the music takes center stage in this format, what we do, we have to do both. And so if you're not quick on your feet, you can't do this. And there's very few areas where I am quick, but quick on my feet is one of them. Okay. Maybe the only area in fact, uh, or, or consuming, um, uh, sweets. Those are the two areas where I think I am quick. Right. So, it's just hard for me. I can, you know, sit back and watch three hours of college basketball like I did wind to wind down. And I've still got, you know, my device is going to stay up to date on information in case there's anything breaking I need to know. And there were multiple things I found out last night and again this morning that were days, if not hours old, I had not heard because of everything else that is going on. The amount of evil that is being exposed right now. It is like drinking through a fire hose. And consider that none of us have seen Anthony Fauci on a television screen in about two weeks. That tells you something. And if you're wondering where Fauci is, he's the president of Ukraine. Moving on. Um, and, and I tweeted something out this morning when I kind of had... Uh, a similar, I think I'm broken moment that it sounds like you maybe had trying to put this montage together today, Aaron. Yeah. And I tweeted something out this morning and I, and it goes to why I was so combative on Monday show other than the March snow. That, that'll do it. Todd is right. He was right. First thing to ask me, measurable snow in March, Steve, bad mood. I mean, you, you know that, right? Steve, bad mood. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, but this could, America could be having its revival moment and Steve would about, did you see the snow outside? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. All right. The Lord could return. Call us into the clouds. It was March 9th and there was snow out there, sir. Anyway. Okay. True. Um, but there have been time periods on this program in the last couple of years when there has not been measurable snow on the ground, that we have also been similarly combative in challenging you as an audience. Here's why. One of our dear sales gals here on the show, uh, Kathy, does a great job, as the whole staff does, selling our content, okay? And, and she sent me a, at first thing I do, I get up this morning, I'm getting caught up on messages and stuff, and I see a message from her. And it's, um, it's a story out of the San Diego Unified School District. You and I are old enough to remember when that was the red part of California, correct? Right. Um, and, and so 
one of Russia's substitutes, Roger, somebody, the former mayor of San Diego. Right. He was always, I can't remember his name, but he yeah, was always- Roger substitute. Hedgecock. Yes, that's a, uh, that's, a, that's a name blast from the past. Good poll there, Todd. Nice. So uh, the note she sends me is, San Diego's Unified School District had a school board meeting last night, and they determined that children all the way through, K through 12, so young as five, will have to be jabbed with that non-working poison in order to go to school- next year and I without even thinking about it I I think I texted back to her and I can't remember exactly what it was where are the parents right or something I said something along those lines she told me there was a school board meeting there last night maybe 20 people showed up which is probably a lot but not nearly for a typical school board meeting but not nearly enough and I wrote back to her I said we can't Blame this, and I ended up tweeting this too. Don't don't blame this on the demonic teachers' unions. Are the teachers' unions demonic? Yes. Don't blame it on the authoritarian school boards. Are the is this an authoritarian school board in San Diego? Yes. Blame it on the parents who don't love their children enough to fight for them. Blame it on them. The reality here is that, and this is why I'm provoking you all the time on this show, we have set for decades as, as a movement, industry, voting block, whatever you, however you want to describe us, we have, we have kind of set in this stupor for a couple of decades now. And it goes a little something like this. Watch all the Fox News you can and then vote GOP on election day. That has pretty much been the extent of our activism and citizenship on the right in too many places. That's how Greg Abbott goes from, I'm going to mask you outdoors in the summer in Texas to getting damn near 70% of the vote in a primary against a field of six or something. Okay. Oh, I got the Trump. I got the Trump press release. He endorsed Abbott. I watched him. I saw him on Hannity last night. Yeah. Yeah, guys, it, it actually works that way. A buddy of mine is running a primary campaign. I won't tell you what state because then you'd be able to narrow it down, but it's a gubernatorial primary campaign. And he, he called me last night asking me for any advice at number one rule. Raise your candidate's name ID. Doesn't even matter what he stands on the for where he stands on the issues. Raise his name ID. Number one driver of who wins GOP primaries is name ID. Accepting that truth damn near broke me, which is why you don't see me play and cover and feature a lot of primaries anymore. Just name ID. I mean, when Trump's people wanted to get that carpetbagger in Tennessee that just moved into the district when they wanted her to get the nomination. They didn't have her go knock door to door in the district. They just put her on all these Fox News panels. Just raise her name ID. Just do that. Why is it that way? How many times we've been told we're, we're, we're daily for two hours on one of the largest media platforms in America. One of the largest alternative media platforms Probably Fox and Daily, Fox is the only one bigger. Daily Wire is the only other one that probably competes with us at this level from an alternative media platform standpoint. 
And you know how many times I've been told in the last couple of years, how did I never hear about your show before? Think about that. Look at the traffic we draw at, at the various Blaze entities online every single month. And how many times I've been told that. Why? Because you haven't seen me on the five. That's why. That's why. Because that's the stupor. We, we're, we're Fox News junkies. We get our marching orders from them. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm getting banned from my Facebook page because I'm talking about America needs another civil war. And then after that, though, I turn on Hannity tonight to see my South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham promise to get to the bottom of it again. And then I just do the whole thing over and over again, cycle after cycle, primary after primary. We're the problem. Now, I know that's not a great marketing message, but here's the thing. You know, you know, it also is a difficult marketing message. You're a sinner. You deserve hell. In fact, you not only deserve it, you desire it. You want it. You want the things that will put you in hell. You want them more than your own soul. You'll sacrifice your own soul in order to indulge those desires that will be deserving of hell. And you will go there where you want to go for all of eternity unless you believe in the one atonement for your sins and then permit it to begin the process of changing your life from the point of belief and thereafter. That's a pretty divisive message, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also has sold more books than uh, any other message in the history of the world. It also spawned the most successful movement in the history of the world. That very, very divisive message. We have, not coincidentally, moved away from the divisiveness of that message and in, in exchange are filling larger cathedrals than we ever have before in this country and we have the least amount of influence within the country we've ever had. Think that's a coincidence? Nope. We're the problem here. But here's the good news. We're also therefore the solution. Right? If our complacency is the is the main problem, then confronting it and doing away with it would then ultimately the the inverse of this must be true, right? Or the reverse, then getting rid of that complacency would be it. I got an email in my inbox. Somebody wants to know, how did you guys turn Iowa so red? Frankly, you guys aren't ready for that message yet. It took a lot of work. It took a decade. A lot of work. It did not happen overnight. There were a lot of failures. I now see people in the Iowa legislature that that wanted restraining orders against me now, now carrying the water for the very legislation they wouldn't touch years ago. Because folks, you want to know why you're still getting sodomized by Mitch McConnell, why there is no one to rise up why Rand Paul and Ted Cruz and Mike Lee are not eager to blow their wads of political capital charging at that windmill with a toothbrush and getting annihilated trying to challenge him for leadership. Do you want to know why? You don't. But I'm going to tell you. 
Because yesterday we had a state rep on from a red state of Tennessee and one of the reddest areas of that state who admitted to us they couldn't even get their their families there to defy a mask mandate. Don't ever ask your elected representatives to exceed your level of commitment. We should always ask them to reach our level of commitment, right? Yes. But they should never be asked to exceed it. This is government by consent of the governed. They are representatives of our level of commitment. And we're not that committed. The good news is more people are figuring this out. And more people have figured this out than ever before. The growth of a show like this. The fact Daniel Horowitz is not in prison. Is emblematic of the fact more people are figuring this out. That is a good thing. But it's still not enough. And when people are in a deep stupor of deception, particularly of the self-inflicted kind, that is when you see the Lord who loved us enough to stretch out his arms as wide as he could to have nails plunged through them on a cross on your behalf. And his disciples and apostles who lost their heads, lost their lives on your behalf as well to sustain his message. That is when you tend to see them, see them though, become the most provocative. That is a son of the devil. Do not listen to him. These people over here, they don't really believe in their own lie. Otherwise, they'd cut their whole penis off if they really believed in circumcision that much. Don't listen to them. And on and on it goes. My people have become such prostitutes. They're like women who, who sleep with men whose penises are like donkeys and ejaculate is like horses. Those are all right out of the scriptures. Everything I just cited. When do they come? Now, is that the natural ebb and flow of the scriptures? No, the natural ebb and flow is that mercy triumphs over judgment. But it doesn't cancel a judgment. Eventually, we do have one when you refuse to accept the mercy. We refuse to accept the mercy. So God's grace does not shine on thee any longer. So this is a time. Know what time it is. It is a time for provocation. When people are stuck in that stupor, they need to be provoked. I had to be provoked. I sat here three years ago and said, no way am I blowing my wad on Alex Jones getting banned. I'm now Alex Jones with Bible verses. I had to be provoked out of my own stupor. I had to watch Robert Mueller take a 50-year record of incredible service to this country and watch it with my own eyes as he flushed it down a diuretic toilet over a stupid and poorly planned coup attempt. For a guy, frankly, if you just get out of his way long enough, will self-destruct on his own for you. I had to watch Christine Blasey Ford go up there and cry through a testimony, which after you got done going through the tears, she never once established she even knew Brett Kavanaugh. At least Anita Hill could establish that. Now, see, I had to be provoked out of my own stupor. So do you. And here is my promise and pledge to you. I means to provoke. Thoughts? Well, uh, this sounds similar. If you look at the uh, Carlisle 
school board district uh, website. About a month ago, the last school board meeting, a group of parents and kids showed up and spent the first 45 minutes just begging for mercy from me. Again, one guy. He's so mean. He's so cruel. He's causing an unsafe learning environment, my mental health. These were kids, multiple kids who actually showed up, admitted what they had done, that they had bullied my children, but that, yeah, they kind of deserve it, so please help us. It's all on camera. I'm one guy. Provoke. I'm over the target. I'm exactly where I need to be. And you, many people look at that, but I don't want that kind of flack. The only reason I get that kind of flack is because I'm one guy. If 10 dads showed up, it would be game over. But you don't. You always wait for somebody else to do it because you're too comfortable. Because you're worried about your reputation. What reputation? Of what? A couch jockey? I'm concerned that people in rural Kentucky who put on a conference where an acclaimed witch wants to teach my two-year-old how to jerk off might say nasty things about me if I dare confront that. You know, that reputation. Is that what you're talking about? That's exactly what I'm talking about. The choice is is clear. We either... We either do all we possibly can within our power to put this spirit of the age down peaceably now, or our children will be faced with a more difficult choice. Go along or take up arms, you know, if those are still available. Buy, sell, or hold is next. You know, getting involved in the real estate market to buy a home, sell your home, or, and this is what we did the last time I got in, buy and sell, that was so stressful, I still remember it vividly. It was going on 16 years ago. That can be challenging in any era, but especially in these unprecedented times. Bing. Thank you. You want to make sure you find yourself a real estate agent that can guide you all the way to the finish. Don't fall for... Uh, someone who can't. That happened to Glenn Beck and some of his friends. That's why they started this company because they didn't want it to happen to you. Called realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there and just about anywhere you want to move to or from. We can find you an agent with a fully verified record and track record of success who will come in, take charge of your situation. But remember that ultimately you're the one still in charge. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, let's get to it. It's time to play Buy, Sell, or Hold. This is where Aaron, with a lot of help from you in the audience, will throw towards Todd and I. These could be lists, predictions, statements uh, that uh, you guys are either suggesting or advocating. Todd, you and I will decide whether we're buying that or we're selling that and maybe even offer up a reason or 12 why that might be the case. If, however, you use the hold for any reason other than Aaron how in the world did you let that get on the air? Uh, you will help Lindsey Graham perfect his next round of Kegel exercises. No. No? No. No? Not in on that? Okay. 
I think this was the uh, the most submissions we've ever had. Well, wow. Well over 200 submissions. Oh, my. This week. Wow. And I pulled 23 of them. Okay. We'll begin with Auburn Tiger 89. Between transfers and one and duns, we've seen the end of college basketball dynasties. Bye. Bye. I'll buy. I, I think you're also not going to see somebody stay at a school for like 40 years like Mike Krzyzewski did or... Um, anything of that nature to help build that kind of a dynasty. So I, I will buy that. Yeah, I agree. Next, John Baxter says the 2022 AFC West will be the toughest division in NFL history based on QB play alone. I mean, I got to sell guys. You don't remember the old NFC East. Okay. Where, I mean, where they were just, you know, the Cowboys would make the NFC championship game every year in the eighties and lose in the early eighties. You had the, the Eagles making the Super Bowl. You had the Joe Gibbs Redskins and then the Bill Parcells Giants that came after that. No, I mean, then and that's not even counting the old AFC West uh, of, 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 of yeah. that era as well with the old Oakland and then LA Raiders, the, the Chargers with Air Coriel. Uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, there's uh, the Seahawks with Steve Largent and Kurt Warner were a perennial playoff team. So, no, I don't agree with that. No. Very tough division, just not historic. Yeah. yeah. It's the toughest we've had in, I think, in quite a while in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm absolutely selling. Next is Dustin. Uh, Mike Pence would be permitted to be president as controlled opposition, but a Trump-like figure will never be permitted under the current voting system. Um, I'm going to sell... And it's not because I don't agree with what you're articulating. It's that I do. This is rare. You, normally when I disagree with something, it's because I don't buy the premise rather than the conclusion. Okay? Your premise being that the system thought in 2015 and 2016 during the GOP primary that Trump was a fool and would therefore be Hillary's best option to win, which is why they gave him 60 times more media coverage than anybody else. It's why Hillary barely campaigned in 2016. Remember, she never went to Wisconsin. How many times that's been brought up? Or she barely campaigned in 2016, and, and they just covered Trump constantly, figuring there would be sort of a, a wear-out, turnout factor, that he wouldn't wear well long-term. And then, it tur- then, then he turned around and he beat them. And then he turned around pre-COVID to be a much better president than they, had ar- than they had anticipated. And then they essentially used every means they could conjure up. Fake coup attempts, fake news, fake scandals, <clears throat> um, uh, a scamdemic to take down his presidency. And, they're, they're, and, and now they won't let him come back and do it to him twice. That, that's kind of his premise, right? Mm-hmm. I agree with your premise. I, I agree with your premise. I think your conclusion goes too far. And the reason I think your conclusion goes too far is what I said um, to uh, to Monica down there, the talk show host in Atlanta, Georgia, that I was tweeting at over the weekend, back and forth with. The voting grid is not the Dominion machines. The voting grid is not the paper ballots. The voting grid is not drop boxes. The voting grid is not the method for um, collecting and counting votes. It should be. That, that, that should be the definition of a voting grid, right? The, the metric, the framework, the process by which the counting and collection of votes and the insurance of their integrity 
is conducted, right? That that should be the definition of a voting grid. It's not. <clears throat> the voting grid is, do I have a narrative? Does the spirit of the age have a narrative that pre-exists the vote in order to conjure slash manipulate the outcome that it desires? Does that narrative exist? There is not one right now for this coming election. It doesn't exist. And I I don't see that changing anytime soon. Our former colleague, Andrew Wilkow, who, it's funny, Andrew came to work here before we did when we were still at Salem. He now left here to go back to Salem and we're still here. Okay. So he tweeted something this morning I absolutely love, so I retweeted it. He tweeted, hey, have we, maybe we should put those ballot drop boxes at gas stations. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great line, okay? They don't have the narrative to conjure. They don't. They don't have it. That's why they're making all these moves. That's why they, they, they memory hold COVID. That's why they're doing all this is because they're trying to create this narrative. They're trying to get his, can they get his numbers to at least low to mid 40s where Trump was from an approval rating standpoint? Not the 27 that, you know, the end of the George W. Bush. That's George W. Bush, Richard Nixon at the end kind of stuff is that is that number. So they don't have a narrative. That's the issue. That's, 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 that's your voting grid now. And that narrative will be, de- and that narrative will determine whether Trump wins again in 2024 or not. What is the narrative? This is why his discipline as a candidate. It is not a coincidence. In fact, I told you this was going to happen when he got banned from Facebook and Twitter. He will get more popular. Didn't I not say this? I did, because now I'm just going to look at his decisions that I liked. And not him that I don't. And I'm not going to be reminded by him all the time that I don't. Sure, he puts out his press releases, and a lot of times it's the kind of stuff that drove people off. Most Americans, including even a lot of Trump voters, aren't even seeing these press releases. Have no idea. Did you guys know that he put out a press release a couple days ago about the Arizona Senate primary and that Doug Ducey, the Arizona governor, was wise not to run because he wouldn't get Trump support and he would lose. Did you know about this? So this is a former president putting out a press release about a sitting Republican governor. Two not insignificant individuals, correct? Right. Had you heard about this until I just mentioned it? No. 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 See my point? Where do you guys work? Here. In the media. The yeah. for you. you work in the media. Are you fairly well informed? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know about this? No. If he had tweeted it out, would you have known? If Trump had? Yeah. 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 If he had tweeted at Doug Ducey, of course you would have known because it would have been the lead story on every newscast in order to, you know, foster their narrative. He's growing more popular. His approval ratings are going higher because you're seeing less of him. He's not a likable figure. He's really not a likable figure to just about anybody other than the people that flock to the rallies because they love the performance. They love the shtick. And that's not an insignificant amount of people either. No. But it, it might be 25, 30% of the country, which is a lot of people. That's, a, that's, a, that's why I'm telling you that Trump will be the nominee unless health intervenes or societal collapse, because there is no other human in this country who can amass a base 
Like, that's your native base is that many people. That's crazy. But outside of that base is still the other 70, 75% of the country. And they're not down with the shtick at all, including quite a lot of people that voted for Trump and thought he was a good president, but would like never watch him at a rally. I would be one of them. I know a lot of people like that. And so now we're, we're getting the best of both worlds. I don't have to be reminded of the nauseating personality, but I am fondly remembering how he made so many more good decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like, doesn't it, isn't it more powerful when you log on to social media yesterday and you see people not named Trump resurrecting? You did this yesterday, Aaron. You went and got his UN speech, Mm -hmm. okay, about Europe has got to get off being solely beholden to Russia for energy, right? Doesn't it, does it, you applaud it more when organically people go get Trump's prophecy that if you vote for Biden, there will be seven, eight, nine dollar gas, and they'll tell you to get rid of your cars, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't as opposed to him tweeting, "Didn't I tell you? Am I not the smartest, the best person?" You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That friggin' grates on people. So right now we're getting the best of both worlds. We're getting Trump's business common sense decision making that we're remembering fondly, without Trump and the parts of his persona that turns off wide swaths and majorities of America. That feeds right into the media narrative to the point that they don't have to do any heavy lifting. What happens when he comes back and he's the nominee? Now, what will happen is Biden, if he's still alive, won't have a 27% approval rating. It won't even be 37%. It will go up quite a bit. Even if Trump's a great candidate, just because of the nature of politics, I now have something to compare him to. You see what I'm saying? Right now, it's Biden as a standalone. That's why his numbers can keep dropping. But sooner or later, there will be a there will be a name. There will be a person, a personality that will be the official alternative to him. And then people's views will change once they start deciding between either or. Right now, they're just deciding Biden versus the ethereal. So then that when 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 Biden no longer has a 27 percent approval rating and that'll happen whether you nominate Ron DeSantis, whether you nominate Ted Cruz, whether you nominate the Apostle Paul, that's going to happen. OK, that's just human nature. So when Biden Biden's numbers improve or whoever the Democrat nominee is, because they now have a foil to play off of. Can you maintain enough discipline of your own message that you're not feeding their narrative? Can you not go into the very first presidential debate, which is always the most watched one? And take Rudy Giuliani's advice. Just go in there and be the biggest douchebag you've ever been for an hour and a half. Can you make, can you do that? Because that wasn't good, no. right? That was that was a terrible night. Yeah. And the only people that said otherwise were the people that get paid to tell you otherwise. I don't, so I'll tell you the truth. It was a terrible night. And many of us that were there to cover that a, a debate that night for the Blaze had flown me in, and others. We were gathered around watching it together. We were all freaking crushed watching it. Because we wanted him to do well. So, what is the narrative heading into the 2024 election? Can Trump be disciplined enough that he doesn't feed into the narrative they want? If he can be, then he will win regardless of election corruption. 
If he can't, then you'll see a replay of 2020 where he handed them the narrative that they can use to then justify stealing another election. He's not a victim. He didn't have to allow them to do all this mail-in voting. He didn't have to shut the country down for as long as he did and then attack GOP governors when they tried to open back up. He didn't have to do these things. Didn't have to keep Fauci there. Didn't have to keep Kushner there. Didn't have to keep Debbie Burks there. Didn't have to keep Mike Pence there. Didn't have to do any of these things. He's not a victim. They stole it from him, absolutely. If I, if I leave my front door unlocked, if I live over an eight mile in Detroit, and I leave all my doors unlocked and I get up in the morning and my quadraphonics media system, multimedia system is stolen from my house. Have I been a victim of theft? Yes. Did I help the bastards do it? Yes. Hell yeah, I did. Doesn't mean they're not still guilty of theft. They still violated my property and came in here and stole something that didn't belong to them, correct? Correct. But there's a reason why we have locks, right? Yes. There's a reason why we do those things. We have home security systems. He did that. He knew he was presiding over 8 Mile, the political version of 8 Mile, and left all the doors and windows open and unlocked anyway. He's not a victim. And what we need to make sure is he realizes this so he doesn't do it again. Because it's actually easier the second time. The hardest time is the first, establishing the precedent. What's harder to believe? That Donald Trump could become so unpopular that a dementia patient could get 81 million votes... Believing that the first time or believing it the second once you've already seen it happen right. once. Right. All right. So that is a long answer to your question. But I know a lot of people have beliefs and thoughts and questions like this. So I wanted to address it in detail now. Excellent proposition. Thank you, Dustin. Todd. What you said. One more quickly before we go to break here. James Dulos says the left reversed course on defund the police policy because they realize they need a strong police state to enforce tyranny, not because it results in, uh, I think he means decreased crime. I think that's part of it. I think it's also because that thing pulls about as well as cockroaches, guys. Okay. Defund the police pulls about as well as cockroaches. So I think it's part of that. And then I think they also recognize after watching Canada, hey, look what we can get the cops to do for us now. So I think it's I think that's part of it. I don't think it's actually the biggest part. I think the biggest part was it was polling worse than cockroaches. But this is just an added on benefit. So I'll I'll buy. Yeah, we're simpatico today. I have yet to offer much uh, beyond what you've said. I'll buy. We have several more, I think, 19 more submissions to go. Wow. Okay. And they are all over the place. Well, good. And in, in no order. No particular order. No, just completely randomized. So we started with college basketball dynasties. and Correct. We ended with a dissertation on uh, the election grid and See, election that's why, integrity. That's why what other show does that? That's why, generally <laughs> speaking, I don't put these in order. I, I, like to, I like to see the whiplash happen in Todd and Steve's face in real time. Maybe the answer is no other show does that because it's not a good way to do a show. It could <laughs> that's be. possible. It could be. <laughs> Maybe that's why those a lot of those people are making a lot more money than us. That's actually not the right way to do a show. Don't do it like that. We'll come back with hour two more buy seller hold here in a moment. All right, let's get back after it here with hour two live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I'm Steve Dacey's Totters and he's Aaron McIntyre. You are you. And if you are a podcast listener, please, if you've 
not yet done so, leave us a five-star review, hit subscribe or follow. I think iTunes uses follows now. Uh, and because the more of those you get, I don't know what it does, but I do know uh, that it pleases the overlords here at uh, Blaze Media. And we like to please them because we frankly often don't. So um, this is one way, though, I think we might be able to accomplish it, although modestly. Uh, thousands of you have already done this for us. Please, if you've yet to do so, uh, consider doing it for us today. Thank you if you do. And thank you to all of you that already did. You can also let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox, emailing the show, Steve at SteveDace.com, and look for Steve Dace or Steve Dace Show on Me, We Parlor, Gab, Getter, Facebook, and Twitter, and get clips of the show, which we provide for you for free, that are also free of any big tech censorship, when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show, and the last name is D-E-A-C-E, part two of Buy, Seller, Hold, brought to you by My Patriot Supply. And man, again, I'm I'm doing Doom Prepper ads, guys. Why? Because I had I have to be honest about the times in in which we live. That's why. It, it it's not for a lack of advertisers. Actually, we've turned a few down recently both for a lack of room and I didn't think the product was a good fit. So um, the reality is we, we have a fuel shortage. We have a, we already had massive supply chain issues and now, now we're going to have a shortage of about 6,000 products that are petro based, not counting your gas. And then there's all the products that your gas provides distribution for. So there, there's that. Um, just two years ago, you couldn't find toilet paper in the United States of America, okay? So, folks, get a three-month emergency food kit for the next time. It could never happen here. Happens here. All right, you can get it from our friends at My Patriot Supply. Food that stays fresh for up to 25 years uh, with the proper storage. So it will be there when you need it. A wide variety of delicious meals, snacks, drinks, three meals, snacks, and drinks for you and everyone in your household Per day, that's 2,000 plus calories per day. Don't pass it up. 150 bucks you can get for your savings and free shipping for this three-month emergency food kit to know you've got the peace of mind should it go down again. When you go to preparewithdace.com, that's preparewithdace.com, D-E-A-C-E for preparewithdace.com. Let's get back to Part two of Buy, Sell, or Hold. We'll begin this hour with Stephen Barham. Lindsey Graham is picking Longwood to go deep in his NCAA bracket. There had to have been others in the what's left of the 200-some responses that were not in your 23 that you could have chosen instead of that one? Nope. Nope, had to be that one. Sorry, Todd. Well, I mean, they would be a 16. We'll buy. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> that was incredible. Uh, I just choked on that because that was so awkward. <laughs> Tim Stevens. <laughs> Tim Stevens says the real purpose. I've never done that before on air. <laughs> just totally had a catch in my throat. Uh, Tim Stevens says. The real purpose of the Great Reset is to establish the kingdom of Antichrist. Bonus entry, those in its uppermost echelon are fully aware of this. 
I'm going to let you answer this one first. Well, there's enough crazy voices in my head that I'll buy. This is, whoa. Wow. Whoa. I thought the reason I went to you Shut first is I thought we were just going to hear a three second. I'm Catholic. Isn't that what we typically yep. hear when any of these uh, Protestant uh, end times conspiracy theories uh, get to brought up on the show? Is that the first time you have not reflexively responded with I'm Catholic, but even entertained it? I mean, I, I already beat you over the head with total depravity so, so many years ago now that you're actually quoting it more often than me. Yes. OK. Have you just finally just succumbed and said, you know what? They just missed this at catechesis. This has to be going on right now. Hey, Luke Skywalker is yelling gay, 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 gay. So we're kind of <laughs> just here now. <laughs> I'm just doing the math. So the guy that every young boy yes. wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. That. So... You guys know I we did a, a Nevergreen show last year when Aaron was on his uh, paternity leave, and it was I think my all time my top twenty uh, greatest movies or favorite movies ever, right? Mm-hmm. And the highest rated horror movie I had on the list was The Omen. I think The Omen, the original from nineteen seventy six with Gregory Peck, I think it's the best horror movie that's ever been done. And um, a, a few years ago. They tried to adapt that into a television show. And Barbara Hershey was in it. Remember her? Yeah, of course. Okay, from Hoosiers. the 80s. Yeah, Hoosiers, yeah. She was in a lot of movies back in the day. Barbara Hershey was in it. Um, the guy who played the, um, the, the, the nice farmer on Walking Dead with the daughters. You know what I'm talking about? The older guy. He was in it as well. Oh, right, okay. right, right, right. All right. And, and, and so the, the, the television show saw was fast forwarded into the, this television show was meant to be a sequel to the first two Omen movies. A lot of people don't know there's a third one with, this is like one of the very first movies that Sam Neill ever starred in. And he starred as a grown up Damien Thorne in, in the Omen three that came out in like 1980 and it's not a very good movie. Okay. And so this television series was going to pretend like that movie never got made. And it was going to pick up now with a time jump with a young Damien Thorne. And it really had a clever setup. He's a wartime photographer. Um, he's, 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 he's kind of aware. Uh, they've retconned it a little bit that he's not fully aware. He knows that there's a certain calling on his life, but he's not fully aware yet of who he is. Okay. But he has seen these kinds of signs going on throughout his life that something else is going on. Okay. And Barbara Hershey plays um, a woman who is one of the, 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 the key players in a global group of elite financiers, industrialists, corporatists, philosophers that are a satanic cult and that were placed in positions of prominence and power by, by, by the devil to basically shepherd Damien through his life until he reaches the full realization of what his mission on earth is, is to be the Antichrist. Okay. This show was actually very well done. It only lasted though one season, unfortunately. Um, and I think maybe because it kind of took too long to get to the, you know, him figuring out kind of who he really is. I also think maybe it was about, I think the shows came out like five years ago. I think the show's also about five years ahead of its time. 
Like if that if that show came out on Netflix right now, that was a new Netflix show, all three of us would watch. At least a little bit, out of curiosity. Just because it's ripped right out of the headlines and that would that would be a pop culture Tuesday on this show if it was on Netflix now, would it not? Yes, it would be. Yeah, but Okay. Probably doesn't need to be on now if we're here. Well, that, maybe that's true too. We might already be here. But but his proposition was was the was the plot of this show that that a, that a world economic forum kind of group was in specific places of power within the world to help shepherd Damien to his ultimate purpose and then be there to help him fulfill it be essentially his bureaucracy that's that's really his thing right and the, his premise and that they knew about it the entire time. Like they weren't useful idiots. Like in the left behind books, this exists in the early left behind books too. Right. But Nikolai plays him for useful idiots and then, yep. you know, like shoots him in the UN building or something at the end. Right. Okay. Not in this variation, in this, in this iteration, they're truly devoted. I mean, they, they, they know what they're doing knowingly. They're doing it on purpose. So I, I, I could, I could buy that as a possibility. Sure. All right. Interesting. Calvin McRae says all of the businesses that have pulled services from Russia prove that the futures depicted in movies such as Wally, Idiocracy, etc., where megacorps control quite literally our very existence are not some fiction novel or even that distant. No, absolute bye. Bye. I mean, look, our own military is not engaging actively in in. in offensive actions against Russia for its incursion into Ukraine, who is? Our corporate sector is. Similarly, they didn't send the National Guard to your house last year to f- try to force you to jab. Right. Who'd they send? The corporate sector. Oh, yeah. We're here. This is straight-up fascism now. Moving on, we'll go to Dustin. Uh, Chiefs will lose both divisional games against the Broncos this season. So, I'll, I'll sell just I'll because... Buy. I. I we haven't even free agencies not until next week. The draft isn't for 50 days. There's a lot of roster building still to do. The Chiefs are a better football team right now. They have a better roster, and I think they have the better quarterback. I just think that the, the distance between those that second one has closed considerably. So, but I, I want to see what these what the rosters look like now. I think the quarterback between where Wilson is at now. I just said three or four years ago, Wilson was the equal of Mahomes. I don't think that's true right now, but I think he's still close enough that now you can make up the difference with the rest of your roster, and I'd want to see that first, so I'll sell for now. Yep. Uh, Caleb FF Champ Hammer says, American energy independence is the new ivermectin. Well played. Yep. That is very well played, sir. Bye. Sean Griffith says, if things get much more out of hand with Russia, there will be some calling for Russian internment camps. Well, let's see. We already had Eric uh, Swallowswell Mm -hmm. uh, has already uh, called for uh, purging all Russian nationals out of our colleges, right? Notice we didn't call for that with the the Shycom kids who could all carry the virus to us. Mm -hmm. We didn't call for it then. But in fairness to Swallowswell, I mean, he was, you know... um, tagging fang fang or bang bang or whatever her name is at the time so he might have been a little bit uh you know biased where the shy comms are concerned um but i i could see this absolutely yeah. i could and here because here's the thing guys most russians are also most people of russian descent are also going to be what white yep you can say and do anything you want about them 
So, yeah, I'll yeah, buy it. You see in British Wales, they decided to postpone a Tchaikovsky concert. Are you kidding me? No. Then I'm even buying it even harder. Yeah, yeah buy it harder. Yeah. That's my point. Next, Rocco's Lucenti says Governor or Greg Abbott's dominant win in the Texas gubernatorial primary shows that GOP voters are still very much asleep and that most of us have learned nothing over the last two years. And that is truly bye, revival bye, or bye, bust. Bye, That's like bye, the bye, first bye, segment bye, of the show. Bye, 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 bye. Are you buying or selling? I'm, uh, you know what? You're buying. I'm going to sell. I think it's a little too maudlin. Here's why. Because I, I think, Rocco, you're just now coming probably to the realization that I came to in 2014 in the Bevan McConnell primary uh, that I came to after what happened in the 2016 presidential primary. So uh, I, I've already been to the bottom of my slippery slope. I've already been at zero. Like, I'm even going to change careers. Zero. You know? Um, I was at zero... When Trump extended the 15 days to the 30 days to slow the spread, I was convinced like all these people that were tuning into us knew now because of us questioning this narrative, we'd lose them all because they all f- would feel like they had to back their boy Trump. And that didn't happen. And in fact, the 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 more contrarian we got with the data, the the more the show continued to grow. I, I actually think that you're right, that too many people are still asleep that you're right. It truly is revival or bust. I, I agree with those two things, but I, I would be remiss because it would be a, it, I mean, this time last year, you and I had the number one selling book in the United States of America or almost this time last year. Yep. So we have to recognize that some progress has been made. It's not enough though, which is the rant, which is you know why I went on the rant. I went on in the opening hour of the program but progress has been made. More people are awake now. More more things are being openly challenged now. Um, I mean... But the, our, our book did that, and thank God that it did. But our book was also kept from rising even much higher by our own side, and we know that. I agree. How much of that was just professional jealousy, though? Which I can totally, which I totally we, yeah. respect that. I get that, you know. I don't get that. Not in this time, not at the 11th hour. Yeah, see, this is where my total depravity comes into no. play. I, I still think that we don't ever get past that, regardless of how grave the hour is. I mean, Churchill is sitting in the basement, you know, negotiating with his own staff not to surrender to the Nazis before they even plan what their counterattack is. I mean, I just think, I don't think we can ever get beyond our total depravity, even at the 11th hour. It's usually about eleven fifty nine is about uh, when we get when we when we maybe take a a, a a tap dance a tiptoe past our total depravity at eleven fifty nine and fifty nine seconds. But that's just me. Next up, American Witcher says if Greg Abbott was cloned ten thousand times, the ten thousand and one Abbots would still have fewer testicles than the Penn State women's swimming team. <laughs> I think you meant Penn, because isn't it Penn? Oh, yeah, it's, it's Penn. University Yeah, it's Penn. Penn. Okay. But, but I, I, I'm feeling you, so I'm a buy. I'm sure. with you. Yeah. Yep. But here's the thing. It's not just Greg Abbott, guys. Yeah. It's just he's a blatant example because of the state that he presides over and what, what we think that that means or is supposed to mean, okay? But he's, he's a legion. Yeah. 
Next, we have Textbook Fundies, who says, uh, as a Mount Rushmore of Southern rock bands, Leonard Skinnerd, the Almond Brothers, the Charlie Daniels Band, and ZZ Top. Honorable mention, 38 Special. That's a yeah, that's quintessential a good, list, yeah. man. That's a good time right there. Yeah. You're going to wake up with summer. a hell of a hangover, yeah. but that's a good <laughs> time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's a Friday night. Yeah. No question about it. A long one, too. <laughs> All right. So you'll be sleeping in the next morning. Yes. Unrepentant uh, capitalist says by the end of the summer, gas prices will be high enough that people stop paying their rent or mortgage to be able to buy food and fuel. OPEC just today announced uh, a very large increase in production prices. I think I saw last uh, on crude oil are down like 10% today. I think, I think your scenario is possible. What I think because of who's in charge of the government, their response would be, well, actually, it's what the Trump people did during the lockdowns, that CDC guidelines that you couldn't evict people. Remember this? Oh, yeah. Uh, you couldn't evict people so people could just go without paying their rent. I think they would just bring that back. The Walensky Biden CDC would just bring that back from the, the Redfield Trump CDC. And they would just say you can't evict people because they have to make these kinds of choices. So that's why I will sell. Although I don't necessarily think your economic diagnosis is wrong. I just think that they would have government step in and just deny the ability to evict. I will say well, because of the timing, this being so close to the election, because if this happens, this is my, my, my point when this kicks in is much different than Steve's and, and we all have different issues on this, but when Steve says sooner or when he said over COVID sooner or later, everybody, Republicans or Democrats just want normal life or something like that. Now we see it more and more times where a lot of people just clearly don't, but if this does, if this happens, we have accelerated even faster to the next level of decay. Uh, so I'm 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 gonna say no. This this is because gas is this one thing. It's it, it's not like you just send your kid off to school and don't see how the sausage is made. I mean, everybody gets in their car. I, I have a hard time believing that gas prices are from this point until the summer going to be that astronomically crippling and then you're the frog in the boiling water they have now conditioned you that three dollar and eighty uh you know cent gallon of gasoline that you would have that you would have locked and loaded over just three or four years ago is is nirvana that that's utopia now of course yeah yeah next fedigator has a top 15 list top 15 arcade games Ooh. of all time okay number 15 cubert so these like old school arcade yes. games yes, okay of course cubert yes. I, I was never a big fan but i agree that it belongs on the list yeah yeah uh number 14 golden t oh yeah. yeah absolutely yes yep yep uh number how many fights did that game cost Back in the day, Golden Tea at what the is, bar. What is Golden Tea? It's it was like the the OG golf game, oh, okay. okay, and it could cost some fights money. Okay. That game cost some fights. Uh, number thirteen, Punch Out. Oh yes, well, particularly if we're talking about the Mike Tyson well, version. But that's not an arc- was was it? In it was the originally an arcade game. Yeah, it was oh, originally, well. and then it was adapted for the NES with uh, Mike Tyson's name on it. I guess it. I got to sell because I never played it in an arcade. I didn't even know it was, so yeah. I'll sell. But Num- I'm fine with it being there. Number twelve, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sell. I mean, you and I are are that's a different generation, but 
doesn't it have to be on the list because of how popular they were? They were, but was the game? See, there's a game on here that has to be on here that I don't see it. And remind me, remind me later on if Dragon's Lair is not on there. Okay, but go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, Number 11, Frogger. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Number 10, Dig Dug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Dig Dug. It's a pretty lame game, but in 1981, man. Yeah. That's all you had. It was nips. Yeah. It was nipples. Yeah. You uh you you walked uphill both ways in in blizzards to be able to play Dig Dug. Or or Pong. Yes. yes. Uh, yes. Number nine, Mortal Kombat. Yes. Well, of course. That's arguably one of the greatest arcade games of all time. Yeah. Uh let's see. Number eight, nineteen forty two. Hey, I, I know what that is, and I played that game. I am impressed. This is a good poll to have this on the list. It's too high. Okay. It's too high. But yeah, I'm so I impressed that. I'm, I'm, I so respect that you pulled that deeply to have that on your list that I will buy. Number seven, Double Dragon. Oh, yeah. yeah that was kind of the Dragon, predecessor yeah. of Mortal yeah. Kombat. You bet. Yes. Yeah. Number six, NBA Jam. Oh, of course. Yep. That's another one. Sure. Yep. Number it's five, a great list. Star Wars. See, I have that in my own basement now. I, 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 the, he's talking to the original that I bought, that I have a, I've got a version of that in I my own basement well. now. See, yeah. I'm going to say yeah. it's too high. It's just oh, the, it was my favorite arcade game when I was a kid. I'm yeah. absolutely to to be Luke Skywalker in the Death Star trench. Uh, absolutely, I'm a buy. Too high. Number four, Street Fighter Two. Yeah, I think it belongs on the mm. list. Yep. I don't know. I'm getting a little bored now. So number three, Donkey Kong. Buy. Of course, buy. Number two, Pac Man and Miss Pac Man. That's the OG. Yep. Buy. And number one, Galaga. I, 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 you that guys man know. is playing Galaga. You guys know I love the game. Yeah. Yes. All right. And I hate Stu's guts because he always, he always. I think I've got a very impressive top score whenever I go down to the Blaze in Dallas, and he always humiliates me every <laughs> single time. So Dragon's Lair was like the first game. Dragon's Lair looks like a lot of the games you play today. Yeah. That you know, like you're immersive in an animated movie or a live action movie that is what dragon's lair looked like there used to be a game show i used to watch on tbs when i was a kid back in the day and i think it was called like starcade or something it was a video game where kids would play video games for prizes it was a game show it was a great game show and dragon's lair was often like the the final game you had to play but we did it was the first game like zelda was the, the legend of zelda was the first game where you could save where you were and like continue on in the story. I, I, I remember how much our minds were blown that I didn't have to go all the way back to the beginning or know some cheat code for unlimited lives. I could I could save my progress in a game and just pick up right from there the next time I played it. Okay, Dragon's Lair was the first game with graphics that made you feel like you were inside a movie or a cartoon or a TV show. Do you remember this game? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And and I, I think it's absolutely got to be on the list. I mean, it was a rare find. You couldn't play it anywhere, or everywhere you went at arcades because it was probably, I'm guessing, maybe the, one of the more expensive games too, given the technology that it had. But go look up on YouTube and stuff. In fact, I haven't done it in years. I'm going to look it up right now just for fun. All right. I think it was called Dragon's Lair. You said yes. So... um I think then that you will, um, you would agree that that should have been on the list because as soon as I said it, you were like, "Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah." Here's here's a playthrough for Dragon's Lair right here. I mean, and I'm looking at it, and it looks absolutely uh, spectacular. It's not like when you go get a, a copy of 
Um, I mean, look at this. Imagine playing that in 1984, 1985. Yeah. How I, cool I, that looked. We had nothing like that. Yeah. Okay. Now, this looks pretty common nowadays, but back in the day, yeah. nothing had looked like that. So I think Dragon's Lair has got to be on the list. Very nice. Moving on. Uh, Truth Over Vax says, uh, has Mount Rushmore. Most difficult yet worthwhile reads. Tolstoy's War and Peace, Homer's The Odyssey, Dante's Inferno, Pfizer's List of Adverse Events. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I still, I mean, I had nightmares. Mr. Zimmerman, my freshman uh, English teacher at Jackson Park Junior High, making us get up and memorize The Odyssey. And then, uh, and then recite it in class. I mean, that was, that, I mean, I had some traumatic experiences about that. Actually, it was the ninth grade at Rogers High School, actually. So, but that's a great list. I'll buy. Bet. I will buy. We've got nine more here okay. in the next four minutes. Okay. This is uh, Elliot Evans. Art Bryles was clearly scapegoated at Baylor. In other words, he was Kavanaugh before Kavanaugh. I'm going to sell. I'm so, not prepared to go that yeah. far. I, I think that's going too far. He was still the head football coach. Those were still his players. There's some culpability there. We could argue he was he was scapegoated, but that's not the same as I can't, I don't even know if Brett Kavanaugh even knew Christy Blasey Ford. Not not that level. Next, we'll go to President Swanson. Matt Schlapp is the Francis Collins of Mike Pence. Oh my gosh, nice. you should have saved that for the end. That's brilliant. Bye. Ne- Love it. Next, uh, Master and Commander says the lack of an active military draft since 1973 has greatly contributed to the gradual def- decline of patriotism and masculinity amongst American men, thus making our nation as a whole weaker. I'm going to sell. In fact, I would not. Uh, I wouldn't let my son submit to a draft in service to this country. Hell no. Sell. I'll buy because it's. I, I, it. I think the wording of it allows for you to consider that it. it it's not the one thing but has has that contributed to it and it doesn't it doesn't even matter whether the worthiness of the uh wars melees we may get involved with are good or not but that endeavor of simply being trained uh to be a fighting man and again had that happened perhaps we aren't in a place now where even though the the training in the military is producing now people who are wasting time on pronouns. I mean, even in the military, this is like we, we talk about, well, where are the dads? Where are the, in the military, we have to ask, like, where are the dudes? Would we have gotten to this point? Yeah, I'm just a no on conscription hard. All around, no. Next up, we'll go to James Dulos Double Dippin'. He's uh, on uh, for a segment. A conservative pope would have a bigger impact than a conservative oh, president. Uh, bye. <laughs> Yeah, I'll buy. Uh, yes, largely because I've kind of given up on what conservative means politically. So I'll hold my head on what it may still mean. Okay. Fat Thor, Fat Thor is my spirit animal says Major League Baseball opening day will be in June. Don't care. I'll buy that. I think that's the latest it will be. Okay. Yeah. Next, Tyler Morgan says the Big Ten will have two teams reach the final four. So... I, I without even seeing a bracket, I just have to sell on simply yeah. the odds. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Corona says the mark of the beast is a social credit score transmitter. Um, I could see it at the yeah. very least being a proto version of sure. one, so I'll buy. I'll buy. Yeah. 
Uh, McCarthy will start for Michigan next season. That's from Hank's Black Market Miracle Metal. Sell. He's got a shoulder issue. He's not thrown in the spring. There's no way he's beating out Cade McNamara without competing in the spring. Sell. He's the Michigan guy. JP says, we will be in a depression by the end of 2023. Sell. Oh, Sell. Uh, they'll, they'll prop that thing up artificially. This would be the most artificial insemination you have uh, you've seen, uh, you know, it, it, unless you've been at the Baffert uh, farm, uh, n- n- you know, horse range. No, nope, nope. They'll never let it happen. That is it. What do you think of those last, like, five? Those are all good. Yeah. Major all League good. Baseball, Mark of the Beast, it starting was, quarterback yeah. for Michigan, depression. He was, he was all over the place. <laughs> like I said, I don't know any other show that can do that, but maybe that's not good. Maybe it's because all the other shows are like, no one should do that, and that's why we don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're either really, really on to something here, or we're really, really on something here. <laughs> it's one of the two. <laughs> can it be both? It can be both. That was quite the list, though, of uh, of, of final submissions. That was a good, fun discussion this week. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's a good, fun discussion every single week, but this week, you guys really, uh, you guys brought it. Well done. Um, this next discussion will not be fun. Because we will be joined by the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Next. Well, let me again sing the praises of Sweat Block because about a week ago at this time, I was in weather about 80 degrees warmer. Uh, than it was in Iowa when I left. And uh, I brought the Sweat Block deodorant with me, uh, the Sweat Block deodorant lotion for those more intimate areas. And it it held up like a champ, man. It did the job and didn't feel like really sweaty and nasty walking around in that heat all day long for the several days we were down there. So Sweat Block really does the thing, all right? It doesn't block you from sweating all right, because every time I bring this up, someone sends me an email, sweating is natural, all right? It, it's it's the excessive sweating, okay? Uh, and that's why you also might want to check out their wipes if you've got, uh, you know, pitting problems, particularly when it's a big moment, like a date, a job interview, public speaking. Uh, they help you with that as well, all right? Fantastic line of products that absolutely work, and you can get them 20% off with my last name, Dace, D-E-A-C-E, as your promo code when you go to sweatblock.com. 20% off with the promo code Dace at sweatblock.com. Well, let's bring in our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, our good friend Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you again, my friend. How you been? Great to be with you, Steve. I think we need to make more Republicans sweat more often. Indeed, I, I think that we we do. Um to me, I, I think we've actually made, given what I thought a few years ago, we are making progress in this area. It's just not good enough. And I'm afraid that the th- that events are decelerating so fast at the moment that we're, I don't know that we, I, I fear we can't get our heads above water again as a people. But what are your thoughts on that? Steve, this is exactly what I've been struggling with. On the one hand, it does seem like we do have more of a camaraderie, more of a movement to say the things we really want, always really wanted to say, um, and people get it. 
But as time goes on and the Overton window moves and we failed to do the things you and I were saying in 2005, then the Tea Party era, then 2016, then even a few years ago, and we went through COVID fascism and all of its consequences. So those things are no longer sufficient. In other words, because we didn't do these things, it doesn't matter anymore. Senator Rick Scott. Produced a document. Which this, this, Mitch, is a Mitch great, this is a great point. Because he put, he put out something 10 years ago, we would have thought that's great. Problem is, it exactly. isn't 10 years ago. Yeah. Exactly. And because we failed to do it when we had the chance, well, that that ship is um, that ship has sailed. You need to do a bigger surgery because uh, this is stage four. It's not stage three. And, you know, Rick Scott, the senator from Florida, he's being bashed by McConnell for even putting out an agenda. And you look at the agenda, it's, you know, by any standard relative to five, 10 years ago, it, it this would be a win that, wow, we finally have more kind of somewhat establishment type of senators indulging our rhetoric, but not really doing anything with it. But even the rhetoric, it's too late. It's too late. And, and this is the problem. We're always chasing our tail. And my fear is this is going to continue happening so long as we tether our movement to the Republican Party. I tweeted out earlier, stop posting where's Fauci. He's the president of Ukraine if you know what time it is. Is that statement true or false? That is absolutely true. Putin is the virus. Zelensky is Fauci. Mm -hmm. Um, The embargo is social distancing. Mm -hmm. Um, Not using energy is your sacrifice not to kill grandma Using our own energy is the ivermectin, early treatment, hydroxychloroquine mm-hmm. that they're blocking. Mm-hmm. This is what they do. They create a crisis. They exacerbate it uh, needlessly and block then the avenue to deal with it once they created it and then force you into their false dichotomy. I predicted – I wrote a column on Friday that the new Green Deal would be the new vaccine. Mm-hmm. That would be the new COVID fascism, medical tyranny Um, And it clearly is now. They're saying it openly. You're going to have to feel the pain. This is what you have to do to fight Russia. And this just will accelerate. Um, I believe Biden said it will help accelerate the transition into, you know, whatever term he used for the green energy. Um, There's no question about this. You look at the obsessiveness, uh, the social media orgy that we've never seen before. It's not an organic, natural reaction from Ukraine, the Ukrainian people. It's clearly being driven by the Western oligarchs. The fight is not in Ukraine. The fight is here. And I don't just mean COVID, the border, and the other issues that we're ignoring, but I mean even on this whole Ukraine-Russia war, the the playing field is in our own countries and mm-hmm. the social transformation they're going to do right here as a result of the new contrived crisis. Indeed, they finally found a predominantly white and unjabbed population that they actually thought was worth saving. But um, this is clearly the parallel plan. That That's clear that the spirit of the age has just moved its entire operation over to this particular issue. The one the one problem that it has is we had spent and, you know, this is where my anti-vax buddy here to my right, Todd, comes in. They, I mean, for decades and, and probably until COVID, I would have maybe counted myself even in this community. Um, you know, they had done a great job perfecting and promoting what Todd likes to call the magical thinking of vaccines. 
They've not had that kind of time to do that with electric vehicles and things of that nature. And we're going to talk more about this in the overtime today after we get done talking with you. But I did a little research on this yesterday. The average Kelly Blue Book for a new electric vehicle was over $50,000 last year. Uh, The average uh, cost for a used electric vehicle is over $11,000. Median family income in America is only $67,000, which is higher than anywhere else in the world. But you're talking a massive investment into an electric car. You you still can't pull into as many service stations to recharge a battery uh, as you can to get gas. I mean, I guess my point is, it's not. It, there's not going to be nearly as many people automatically lined up because I already got your last 17 or 28, you know, vaccine. So I'm pot committed. This is a pretty big step to get a, to get people to take without you know any kind of tepid steps to get them there in the first place. Don't you think? I mean, it is a big step, and it's not a perfect analogy from COVID and the vaccines, but I do think there's a lot of tranches before just you know eliminating cars. Remember. They have an unlimited number of Pfizer equivalents with green energy, um, unlimited amount of cronies. And as we well know, they have an unlimited amount of dollars they could print. I mean, it's just they're just throwing another 14 billion at uh, at Ukraine, one point five, six trillion dollar bill that both parties are passing today. There's no limit to how much money they have. So they'll fund it. They'll subsidize it. They'll promote it. It won't start off so much with an electric vehicle, but smaller ticket items. Also, Steve, it's important to remember we have been groomed in one way. Uh, this was not lost on the media that our carbon output uh, output was cut by, I think, almost like 15 percent of the lowest level in 30 years during 2020. Uh, so that actually did overlap. The lockdown, the COVID fascism did overlap with this. And they've already groomed people to assume society. Uh, so they'll just go back to I, I believe you're going to see this happening. Even those that were going back to work in person. No, you don't need to commute anymore. We already have everything set up with Zoom. So save on the gas mileage. So you start doing it voluntarily and and they'll tighten the noose with a carrot and stick approach to eventually transition us into this lifestyle. And the difference is Republicans and even conservatives and even some who didn't buy into COVID fascism, they bought into this hook, line, and sinker. I think now you're watching some of them have a little bit of buyer's remorse, like, oh, whoa. You know, this is like the arresting the guy surfing alone um, mm-hmm. on, on, the, on the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. So the Democrats will take it to the nth degree, and then these guys are like, oh, I, I didn't sign up for that. Yeah, but you pumped up the false narrative and false panic porn that juiced up the narrative and gave them the ability to get people on board, and now it's too late. Always count on them to always be on, on the wrong side of the issue when it actually mattered. Where is COVID, by the way? You know, it's still there. Did it it Um, just disappear? It just went away on its own? No, I mean, so far, there's no evidence it's any different than last year. Last year at this time, after the winter wave, we thought it was gone. Mm -hmm. Um, It is ravaging places that don't have full immunity. It's actually ravaging the Far East. Very interesting. Um, Africa and the Far East were the two areas that escaped uh, a a lot of deaths or really almost any excess deaths. They had some cases uh, now Africa is continue, continuing to skate by Far East Asia. They have more deaths than they've ever had. The difference is Far East Asia is uh, very much jabbed. Africa is not. So that's something to watch. 
Um, the bottom line is Ukraine is the fourth vaccine. It's the fourth booster. I mean, they knew another booster wouldn't sell with people. So this is a way they could keep it going. And and I just want to say, putting COVID aside, COVID fascism is not over. They just pumped another uh, $11 billion today, both parties, into uh, Pfizer and Moderna to, to pimp their stuff. HHS, I believe they got $109 billion, 12% increase from last year. Uh, all these same agencies that are committing these immoral atrocities. So this is going on. Military service members are being kicked out. Even if they get the jab, if they applied for uh, religious exemptions, they will never get a promotion. This is a big problem. Healthcare workers, uh, people seeking organ transplants. This is continuing. People's lives are being destroyed. Uh, and Republicans just don't give a darn because they're not named Ukraine. Let me prove to you that it's still here. You ready for this? So the, the, I, I like the way that the World Health Organization has laid out its country-by-country country COVID data because they disseminate it. You have an option if you want it daily or weekly. And if you go with weekly, it gives you an easier opportunity to follow trend lines from longer periods of time, obviously, with, with not doing seven days individually, but just weeks at a time. The final week in February um, in, in 2021... Uh, according to the World Health Organization, the final week in February in 2021, Daniel, there were 10,360 deaths with COVID in America. Do you know how many there were the final week of February? And that's the most recent numbers they have, obviously, we're in the first week of March. Do you know how many total deaths with COVID that the World Health Organization says we had in America in the final week of February this year? Uh, that number uh, is actually more, 11,592, yep. that more people died with covid last week in America than died that exact same time a year ago. And yet it's just like, it never even happened. It got totally wormholed, which tells you what about the, about what this was really about from the very beginning. What does that tell you? It was about control. Just like it's certainly not about the Ukrainian people, because if it would be, you would, you would stop egging Zelensky on. You would give in to Russian demands for now. There's no other choice. Any bit of pumping more weapons and money and, and social media juice into it will only prolong uh, the inevitable. Or, or they could go in a, and assemble a allied force and take them out, but they're not doing that. So absent that, you're actually harming them. Um, and it's the same thing here. They use that and conservatives, the phony conservative movement, the subversive Republican Party, they fall for it every single time and they will fall for the next thing and the thing after that. Uh, Steve, the, the reality is people still need help. There is an open question whether those with the shots could ever achieve uh, natural immunity. It's still unclear. Uh, Mercury News is reporting in Santa Cruz County, California, recently nine uh, out of ten COVID deaths were vaccinated, um, and those people need help. Help. I wrote this week about another drug, Aviptadil, which is the only drug that really is developed for ARDS, acute respiratory distress, and things like that. It seems to work late stage, like a charm, um, and it is not being made available to this day. Senator Johnson sent a letter on that. Um, there's just a study out on famotidine that shows promise. Uh, androgen blockers. I mean, there's there's so many things. This issue is not over. It's not over, except Ukraine has ensured that all the Republicans that didn't want to deal with it, now they don't have to deal with it. 
Great stuff, my friend. And good to see that that uh, thing I was told was a conspiracy theory last week about biological research and weapons labs in Ukraine turned out to actually, that turned out to actually be true. So that's great too. Good to see you, brother. Take care. Take care. I was reliably informed last week that was a conspiracy theory, but conspiracy theories nowadays are facts that they don't want you to know, or at least know not, not know right now that, that will then they'll just be confirmed as facts later. That's essentially what a conspiracy theory is. Thankfully though, we've got things that love us like our pets. And if you're a dog owner, you know, taking care of your pet means more than just giving it food and water. A dog's a part of your family, so it's health, it's happiness, it's important to you. That's why you want to try our friends at Rough Greens. I know it's been a while since we've talked about them, but for those of you that don't remember, Rough Greens is that supplement powder you mix in with your pet's food, and with that one simple act, you have likely restored the vitamins and minerals and nutrients into your pet's diet that was stripped when the food left the the warehouse for the same reason they strip that stuff out of our own foods these days for mass consumption and long dist- and mass distribution. All right. So if you want to get a free bag of rough greens to try it out, see if your dog likes it, number one. And then number two, see if you don't see a difference in your dog in two weeks or less. Get the first 14-day jumpstart bag for free today when you go to roughgreens.com. That's R-U-F-F. That's how they spell it for roughgreens.com and use... Uh, or you don't need a promo code. Just go to roughgreens.com or call them at 833-ROUGHDOG. We'll give you that first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free. Uh, you just pay for the shipping, but we give you the bag for free at roughgreens.com or 833-ROUGHDOG. Thoughts on the conversation with Daniel or final thoughts on today's program, if you prefer? Well, um, as as you and Daniel were just talking about at the end of uh, of the hour there, Omicron for at least for uh, vast swaths of the planet has been a godsend because even though the responses to this virus uh, were more akin to something like a a doomsday uh, zombie-like illness or Captain Trips, the virus itself was not that, but it was still serious. Um, and it's still going on. And um, fortunately, with warmer weather hopefully coming very quickly, it will continue to wane in the U.S. But I look at I, I look at um, basically every Republican, as Daniel mentioned at the end, every Republican could not wait to get out of this. At the at simultaneously, simultaneously, they they knew that this was their ticket to winning. COVID stand was their ticket to winning in November, but they simultaneously could not wait to get out of the, that that issue and talk about U- Ukraine. They care about Ukraine and whatever the heck they have going on over there a hell of a lot more than they care about people like you and me. Preach. Because if you want to argue with that, you know a tree by its fruit. That'll do it for today's show. Back at it again tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.